Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the WP Tonic episode 226. We're getting up there. Today, my co-host, Jonathan Denwood, and I are going to be interviewing Lisa Malgari and David Leda, two incredibly successful WordPress organizers who organized both the WordPress uh, Orlando Meetup and WordCamp Orlando. And we're going to be talking about what it takes to organize a large and successful meetup and hopefully inspire some of the rest of us to maybe start our own meetups or at least jump on uh, going to some local ones because it's a great way to meet people. Uh, Lisa, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? So I actually started WordPress uh, thanks to David. He found the WordPress Orlando group as it was and asked me to help him start rejuvenating it and getting more people, more activities. And I'm an event planner at heart, so I love getting people together and organizing conferences and whatnot, so it was a given. And uh, WordPress just kind of fell along with that. But I really enjoyed, uh, I used to build websites back in the old days of HTML and Angel Fire and whatnot, so it was good to kind of get back into that. Excellent. And David, please introduce yourself. Um, I've been involved in the WordPress community here in Orlando since 2012. Uh, there has there was a WordCamp in Orlando since 2009, uh, but it was run by a uh, you know private company was running it. Um, and as Lisa mentioned, they kind of stopped doing it, so we uh, brought it back from the dead. And uh, right now we are what, on our seventh year uh, that uh, we've been involved here in Orlando. Um, we have a very active meetup group that we've been uh, running for the past six years with about two or three events a month, uh, depending on the month. Um, wow. it's, a, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's very active and we have a very great group around us. Excellent, thank you. And my co-host, Jonathan, please introduce yourself. Oh, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a service maintenance company, only specialize in WordPress. It's our passion. Um, back to you, Kim. Thank you. I'm Kim Schivler and have newly started co-hosting this podcast with Jonathan. And we've been having a good time finding new WordPress people to join us and start talking about what they do. I'm not too far from Orlando, so I have been able to be involved a little bit, not too often, uh, in your WordCamps, and yet again this year I will be out of town. Uh, but would you guys tell us what it takes, since you, uh, it really is a vibrant, vibrant group, what it took to get in there and turn that around, kind of a dwindling group. What's the secret sauce there? Okay, well, um, I'll jump in since I kind of uh, dragged Lisa into coming into this, <laughs> though, um, though I, sh I should say Lisa is our most dedicated uh, organizer to the group volunteer. She's at, you know, pretty much every single event, um, even some of the ones that I don't end up making it to. Uh, it was not that difficult to find a group of like-minded people who were interested in this. Uh, we have a thriving tech community in Orlando. We have a lot of people who are involved with WordPress here in the area. Um, 
you know, maybe not in Orlando specifically, but in central Florida, we have a lot of people who, you know, have plug-in shops, theme shops, core contributors, um, and the like. So it was, it was actually not that difficult to find a group of people who are interested in this. Uh, the hardest part is just managing and maintaining events. Um, you know, every month there's so many small tasks that have to happen and somebody just had to step up and do it. And, uh, you know, I'm obstinate enough that I will, I will make that happen. <laughs> so then Lisa, is it really the two of you that manage all those tasks or do you have some other volunteers helping you also? Uh, we definitely have other volunteers, but at the core of it, David and I are a bit too stubborn to kind of let everything go. So uh, we, we are known to kind of micromanage things a bit. Uh, that's why we're at pretty much everything. But um, we do have a very great team of other volunteers, especially when it comes to organizing a WordCamp, because there's no way just the two of us alone could ever do that. And I just want to, sorry, just step in and clarify when, um, when Lisa says we're too stubborn, she doesn't necessarily mean that like we're trying to take away from other people's ability to do things more that we're too stubborn to let, uh, to let things go undone. Uh, sometimes, you know, we have last minute cancellations or someone's not able to um, get something together for one of our workshops or something. And, you know, we'll just end up making it happen. <laughs> That makes sense. And I think you have to be to, to, to run a successful group like you guys do. How many people are you expecting at WordCamp this year? Uh, hopefully, since this will be our first year, fingers crossed, hurricane-free, uh, since last year, <laughs> we are hoping to get at least 400. Excellent. And is that, it seems like you had a good crowd. Now, I couldn't go last year because after the hurricane and then when we rescheduled I was at a I was uh out of town um but it seemed like you had a pretty good group the two years that I was there yeah, yeah um really, oh god I was say normally we sell between 400 450 tickets um cool. and we have we've done really consistently uh except for last year had about a 90 percent um actual attendance rate so that, that's, been, that's been really great that I can pretty much count every time we're gonna get about 90% of the tickets sold, we'll actually attend. Uh, last year was a bit of a fluke. We had you know, a hurricane the weekend that we were supposed to have it. And so um, we were able to quickly regroup and get our venue for two weeks later, uh, but that did affect some sponsors and speakers showing up, um, but it was still a great event. <laughs> Excellent, and I noticed you made it a little later this year, so maybe we yes, we kind of get to out of the hurricane way. We, we tried to go earlier last year, actually, mm -hmm. um, because we wanted to avoid being too close to WordCamp US again. And uh, last year was the first year we tried scheduling it in October. And clearly, the weather does not want us to do that. <laughs> not in Florida. Nope. <laughs> not at this time of year. In fact, we're as we're taping this, those three of us in Florida have a storm headed our way. So it's <laughs> just the time of year. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, I see that you, you're going back to Rosen this time, right? For your venue? Yeah. Um, we, we were at uh, Canvas, which is a downtown co-working space in 2015. And it was a great venue, except we had problems with classroom size. Uh, we had standing room only in several of our workshops, um, several of our talks. And 
we found that it just wasn't as intimate as we wanted it to be since it is a public venue. Whereas Rosen, we always do it on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fridays, they have very few classes and Saturday and Sunday, the campus is empty. So we get the run of the whole place. The Rosen staff has been amazing helping us out. Um, you know, everything's included with the venue, the table, the chairs, uh, the Wi-Fi, the projectors, all that kind of stuff. And because it's a hospitality school, they actually have their own catering staff. So they cater full hot lunches and we have no problem with the all day coffee. So it's, it's really a great venue. Yeah, I agree. And that was why I wanted to ask that. I liked the, I was a sponsor at each one. And I liked both of them, but the Rosen, the hospitality school, like you said, because the amenities are there since it's a hospitality school, it was just so nice. And you guys have so much room for sponsors that a lot of WordCamps don't have. Like I would tell anybody out there, if you're looking to sponsor a WordCamp, definitely look at this one because you guys have just such a nice area for sponsors where, you know, you can have a table and that type of thing at a, at still a reasonably priced uh, sponsorship level. We uh, have both indoor and outdoor areas at our camp and uh, again barring the hurricane last year but even the two weeks later when we came back we've had amazing weather. It's uh, the best time of year to visit Florida. Um, you know the middle of the summer I don't want to live here uh, but in November it's it's wonderful. Um, we can be outside. We do a networking brunch the second morning of our camp where we um, you know we get like bagels, fruits, mimosas, things like that. It's more of a way for people to come and network with one another. Um, and that's been great that we've been able to hold it in the Rosen Courtyard every year. Um, doing it at Canvas was actually uh, my fault. Um, I put a little, I wanted to, uh, so every year except for two years ago when we were at Canvas, uh, we've been at Rosen, which as Lisa said, is an amazing venue. They're really great for us. Um, but I put a little challenge to myself being the last year that I was uh, the lead organizer that I wanted to do something a little bit different and that I wanted to try to expose more people to Orlando. Uh, we're very lucky that we have a lot of people travel from outside of Orlando, uh, both to speak, sponsor, and just to come to our conference. Um, and Rosen, while a great venue, is a little bit, it's an island unto itself. Um, you know, you have no reason to leave that campus, which is, you know, great for during the conference, but afterward, you know, you don't get to see anything else. Uh, at Canvas, we were able to showcase the growing tech community on Orlando. We had the space donated by, again, that co-working space and Iron Yard, a, um, a uh, tech school, sorry, a, a, I'm trying to remember the name of them, um, boot camp, a tech boot camp. Uh, so we had, we were able to show off, you know, some of the area where tech companies are in Orlando and then get some of the local uh, venues to cater food, uh, send people out for lunch to restaurants downtown. Uh, so I, I liked the idea that people could go see more of Orlando while they were here for our camp. But yeah, as Lisa said, you know, it wasn't perfect. Um, and making those kind of arrangements when, you know, companies are always in flux is also a little difficult. Right. It was a lovely venue also. I, I mean, it was, and it was fun to be downtown. I like that, that idea mm -hmm. of getting to show people downtown, because like you said, the, where Rosen is, it's out by itself and it's also it's closer to like the the typical touristy orlando stuff that i drive area and all mm -hmm. uh whereas i did i really enjoyed going to the downtown but i i was part of of definitely finding the classroom size to be very difficult yes, that was unfortunate 
So. Admittedly, 2015 was my favorite year so far. Um, <laughs> I, I loved the venue, you know, and I was the um, food and drink coordinator that time. And being able to connect with all the restaurants and set it up so that our attendees could go experience some Orlando food rather than, you know, just catering and such. Um, that was both a challenge and a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And then also that was the year of my so far favorite theme, which was the Harry Potter theme. And that's where we debuted our Wapu pins. Yep. In fact, mine is so, on my desk here somewhere. Yeah, I have a <laughs> large collection of uh, Wapu pins now. I um, it, It's like I, I'm very happy that they became a thing. And I have no, um, uh, in, in fact, one of our organizers uh, runs the website Wapus, W-A-P-U dot U-S. Um, um, and I just like the fact knowing that we were able to do something that other people ended up doing. I would say within a month after the end of our camp, I received uh, emails and texts from 10 to 12 other organizers of camps around the country, you know, asking me where we got our pins, what info they needed to get their own for their camps. So now every time I go somewhere, I see a pin and my collection is uh, growing and growing. Yeah, they're fun. I love them because they don't take up too much room. And they're cool, you know, you can have that little souvenir. And uh, that and my WooCommerce Ninja pin, I really like. <laughs> That's my other one that I got last year that I liked. So, Some of the things that, um, some of the challenges that we have, uh, you know, as Lisa said, that Rosen handles almost everything for us, which is great. We're paying for a level of service that, um, you know, is it's people who that's their job is to make those things happen. Um, and then we're even working with students who are, I mean, I want basically getting that as credit for their classes to be able to, um, you know, cater a large scale event. But some of the things that we have to think about end up being the things that you wouldn't think that you would have to worry about too much. Uh, for instance, we wanted to make sure that we could cover parking for our attendees downtown because uh, we had the budget for it and downtown parking is not free, and we want to make sure that we're not making an undue burden for our attendees, um, you know, to be able to come and worry about that. Turns out it's surprisingly difficult to manage parking in Orlando. There are multiple different departments. Uh, I tried contacting several people I know that work for the city, and everybody directed me to someone else, and, you know, I, I, I go to the parking, um, I go to Orlando's parking group thinking that of course they're going to be the ones to handle it and they go oh no you have to go to this building that they do it and then I go to the building they're like well no no we actually are owned by this other company so they handle this and um, you know eventually I find somebody who works at City Hall and I go look we just want to give someone a lot of money up front to pay for parking if it doesn't all get used then you get extra parking money this weekend that's all I want and surprisingly difficult to find someone who wants to take our money <laughs> but you did finally Eventually, yeah. yes, yes. That still, that still ended up being a hassle for a while after the event, but that, that's a different story. Oh, that's funny. And, but is it because, is it because they um, contracted out to private companies? Yes. Okay. I've had to deal with that a little bit in my life. So I, I thought, I bet that's the problem there, getting to yeah, the right and, person. And the companies that are in those buildings are not the people who own those buildings. You know, right. you may think the Amway Arena uh, Amway owns the parking structure for Amway Arena. They do not. They you don't. might think that SunTrust Bank manages the parking for the SunTrust Bank parking garage, which is the closest one to our venue. They do not. Right. Yeah, that, that, I get that. It's, Fort Lauderdale is the same way, by the way. Yeah. If you, if you ever need to do anything down there. Um, although if you ever need to do anything down there, I actually do know the company 
that runs on <laughs> almost every parking lot in Fort Lauderdale. If you ever need to do a venue well, do. there. <laughs> so well, one of the things that I, and this could be for either of you or both, that, that really impresses me about the the events that you do is a lot of times I've been involved with meetup groups and it's just once a month we get together and maybe somebody speaks or whatever, but you guys actually have like fabulous formal classes on how to build themes, how to build plugins. How did you pull that together and what's the response been for offering that? Well, that was something that David actually started. We had been doing the meetups as a regular every month. We have two speakers, Q&A between networking time, end of story. And the thought was there's more that we could be doing. Uh, we had polled our group every year during our holiday party to find out what topics they want, uh, if they'd like uh, workshops or uh, meetups at a different venue or a different time or a different date. And we were hearing a lot of people saying, we used to be on Saturdays, saying we wanted to go back to that Saturday. So the decision was made to do a little more long form thing on Saturday since people have the time and turn it into basically a mini workshop. And the response we've gotten from that is amazing. Yes, we, um, we as I mentioned, we host you know, usually two or three events a month and we try to gear them towards different uh, groups. So for instance, we, most of our regular lecture meetups, I would say 80% of the attendees are um, either business owners or general WordPress users. They're people who are focused on, you know, how can WordPress serve a specific purpose for me, uh, which is great. I really like cultivating that group. But then we also have one of our organizers who said that he wanted to see more developer meetups and he was going to start a different meetup group uh, specifically for WordPress developers. And um, I should clarify that our meetup group is part of the WordPress foundation. So it's like, I don't have any stake of my own in maintaining ownership of it. Um, you know, I said to him, you know, we already have 3,500 ish members in our meetup group. Instead of starting a brand new meetup group, uh, just host some events through that same group, through the group that we already have. Uh, and just let people know these are for a specific type of people. So the workshops that we have running right now are to teach people how to start developing with WordPress. And we make it clear when people sign up that, you know, you're going to need to come with your laptop. You should have a little bit of knowledge already known here. Uh, we take notes at those workshops. So I go, if you need to catch up, you know, here's the notes from the old ones. Um, so it's been, it's been a good way to reach a new portion of users. We had our workshop a week ago, two weeks ago. And um, at least how many people would you say were new to our meetup? Um, at least 20 or so. And the workshops have been consistently outgrowing our regular meetup attendees. We were shocked when we were getting, you know, we lost seating. We had no seats available for some people one of the last times. And it, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody, we're at our time for our break. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about meetups, workshops, and all that good stuff. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. 
just like the podcast. You want to start, Tom? Oh, sorry, Kim. Caught me on the hop there, Kim. Um, Kim wants me to come back. Um, we've been having a fascinating discussion with Lisa and David, um, organizers in Florida of WordCamps, uh, Meetups. Um, they are WordPress in a way, in, a, in Florida, though. No. Um, so, David, reflecting on taking over this, um, what are some of the lessons you've learnt um, from taking the lead initially and then Lisa helping quite a bit? Uh, well, it definitely is something that I've maintained a lot more having Lisa around. Um, I don't know if I would have kept quite as much effort up if I didn't have um, you know, a strong number two there. And Lisa has also taken a lot of initiative on things, uh, which is the most important thing um, in that a lot of things that we do, it only happens because one person takes initiative and just says, I'm going to do this. Because uh, everyone wants to have some sort of ownership of what they're doing. And so it's, it's really hard to say, can you go do, you know, go do this thing? Can you go secure this venue? Can you go uh, confirm with that speaker or something like that? Um, but if somebody comes up and says, you know, I want to do, uh, for instance, uh, wanting to do the workshops, um, then they are more inclined to make that happen. That's great. Um, so the actual um, planning of uh, a WordCamp, does it basically almost start as soon as you finish one, you're starting planning the next one? In one respect, yes. Uh, one thing that we've been doing for the past probably about four years is as soon as the WordCamp is over, we decide on a theme for the next camp. And that way our creative team can get running on website designs and logo designs and wapoos. And I'm the one who writes most of the stuff on the website. So I get to start with my little, uh, like with the Harry Potter, everything was all magical themed and, you know, Lego was, everything was building themed and now we're into superheroes. So everything is superhero themed as far as our marketing materials go and, um, so that's, that's the fun part right after a WordCamp is deciding where, which area are we going to take this to next? All right. Yeah. It's something that I don't see enough camps uh, taking advantage of, which I think is, uh, you know, one a missed opportunity, but also something that can be a very useful starting point for a camp in that, um, when you're trying to design something, when you're trying to create verbiage for your site, when you're trying to, um, get everything organized if you have some sort of central theme it helps jumpstart new ideas uh, so the first year that we were involved you know we didn't have a theme for the camp and um, then the next year in 2013 i thought we should do some sort of theme we went the very obvious route of camping uh which you know it worked out it helped us design our badges uh, our signage the website everything else um, James Tryon, who I mentioned runs Wapus, he's done that design work for us every year. He does great work. Um, the next year we did video games, and that is personally my favorite, um, and that is the favorite of everybody who wants one of our t-shirts or stickers every time they see it, which they are all gone. Maybe we'll have to get some new ones printed. Um, Harry Potter, oh, sorry, Magic of WordPress was the following year, and then the year after that were, um, was building with WordPress that just happens to look like certain plastic building blocks that you might be familiar with. 
um, you know, for legal reasons. And then this year, uh, Lisa made the decision that this year's theme was going to be superheroes. All right. It was great. Um, how hard is it to find, you know, you said you've been very fortunate to have um, somewhere to have the word camp, you know, that it's been really helpful. Um, is it really, did you have to approach quite a few different campuses, different organisations before you find a partner that was really helpful? Or has it been reasonably easy to find a find somewhere that you wanted to do the WordCamp? Well, we were actually gifted Rosen, so to speak. Uh, when we kind of stepped in in uh, 2011, I think we kind of showed up, uh, we had found out that one of the people that was organizing it at the time had ties to Rosen College. Oh. And so they were able to get the venue um, at a discount and whatnot. And so we, we that was already pre-established. However, in 2016, when I or when I took over, um, we wanted to explore other venues. Yeah. And so we put the search out for other places that could house us. And it is amazingly difficult to find a venue that can fit between three and five hundred people that isn't astronomical, that has the ability to split up into at least, you know, four different classrooms. Because you can find a huge banquet hall or you can find a little tiny, you know, 12 person conference rooms. That's easy. But to find the exact thing, what we need was really difficult. And at the end of the day, we decided, you know, why ruin a good thing? We've got Rosen. Let's stick with it. Uh, attendees that come back year after year, they're already familiar with it. There's not a huge learning curve for new people to come in and try to find everything. It's a very well laid out campus. So, um, you know, as much as we'd love to be downtown more and more in Orlando proper, they just don't have the venues that are in a reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're looking to do um, one of these, you you got to really keep that in mind. Then that it's not going to be that easy to find a, rev a suitable place to do it. Really, is it? Yeah. And there's a reason that Central says start with your local colleges and school campuses and whatnot, because they usually are the best equipped as far as having individual classrooms, already having the projectors and the Wi-Fi all set up. Um, we tried doing it at the Doubletree Hotel down in Orlando, and they were going to give us their whole conference floor, but they were going to charge us an arm and a leg just for the rooms, not let alone, you know, food and drink and everything. So um, it just... You know, it's it works in my experience. It works out best in those kind of settings. And um, how do you kind of plan what speakers you're going to have? Is that do you actually have like a meeting where you discuss what is it going to be? Kind of certain tracks, certain linkage to speakers. Or is it you just do a general, um, you know, we're looking for speakers and you see what subjects come up? And how do you, how do you select the right mixture of speakers? Uh, this year we end up getting a record number of submissions, um, about 110 submissions that were actually within the, uh, 
within the time frame that we set for submissions because if anyone here is involved in organizing a WordCamp, um, or rather I should say for us, it's been the case every single year, uh, the day that the day after uh, the day after our deadline for speaker submissions, that's when we get a bunch of emails from people going, Oh, I missed the deadline. Can I still submit? Um, you know, it's, it, it's a bit easier to have a blanket statement. Uh, Lisa's been doing a great job of fielding all of these responses of just saying, you know, we, we've had a record number of people. So even if we, um, you know, we don't have the space to take new people, uh, what we end up doing is anonymizing those talks a bit. Uh, we remove all of the information about the uh, speakers and any information about them and um, just show the talk title and the talk description. Uh, and then we have the organizers go through for a few days, review all of those and vote on the ones that they uh, think sound the most beneficial. Uh, the ones that they would most like to hear or they think would be best for our group. Um, however, that doesn't always bring the best uh, ratio of talks. So myself as a developer, I am much more likely to hear a talk about, you know, developing than I am about getting started with WordPress let's say. Um, so after we have all those votes in, it's a good guideline for who should be selected, uh, but it doesn't mean that's exactly who's going to go in. So for instance, we always have way more development talks than we have design talks. And um, so we have to skew a little bit outside of, you know, let's say our vote range to get a few extra talks in that are towards a specific topic uh, and then lose a few of those development talks. Um, that also is a good way our speaker uh, coordinator, he looks at the talks as they're coming in, tries to get an idea of the balance of talks we're getting, and then reaches out to people if necessary. Um, we always do that every year. There's people that you just want to see or that, you know, you want to hear from. We have some people who've never spoken at one of our events that were like, you know, we need to get you to come and give a talk. You're always here. Uh, one of these years. But we also can see, okay, we haven't gotten as many design talks. Let's reach out specifically to designers we know and ask them to submit. Some people just don't know the talk is up or they don't think that people would want to hear something they have to say. Uh, or one that we get a lot is people don't think that they're qualified to talk. And for some reason, they think every talk is a development talk. You know, we have so many people who say, oh, well, I mean, I would love to talk, but I'm not a developer. I don't know what to talk about. And I go, how many meetups have you been to? How many times is someone talking development at our meetups? Uh, yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think we'll we're, we're wrap it up and we'll go for our bonus content, folks, um, which you'll be able to see on our YouTube channel and on the website, additional 10, 15 minutes. Um, discussing how to organize a, a WordCamp and um, how do you foster real community in your meet local meetups. So, um, Lisa, how can people get hold of you and learn more about what you're doing and what you're up to? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at L-M-E-L-E-G-A-R-I. And um, you can come find me at any of our WordCamps at our WordPress meetups. Uh, I attend all the WordCamps in Florida as often as I can and uh, usually hop up to Atlanta. Unfortunately, this year I have to miss WordCamp US. Um, I'm actually changing careers. So, um, but WordPress remains in my heart. All right. And, and uh, you have a selection of very handsome looking cats as well, don't you? <laughs> this is one of my 10. She's the one who's always on my desk when I'm on conference calls. 
Right, yeah, very handsome beast. Um, <laughs> uh, David, how can people get to know more about you and what you're up to, David? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at David Laetta. That's L-A-I-E-T-T-A. Um, and I'm also doing a separate event the week before WordCamp Orlando this year uh, called Cabin Press, oh. um, which... It, funny, I, I was aware that uh, Mendel Kurland of GoDaddy was doing Camp Press. He talked about it a few years ago. Yeah. And of course, it just so happens that uh, after I, you know, decide, oh, I'm going to launch the separate event, he decides to finally launch his event. So um, granted, I think or that one's, yeah, what, about two weeks. Uh, so if you have to choose, uh, choose both. But if you're already coming to Orlando or you might want to come to Orlando uh, for WordCamp, uh, the weekend before, we're going to be doing a camping trip, kind of a disconnect from technology. I'm trying to focus it on web business owners. Um, and it's uh, going to be all cabins, so it's going to be no real roughing it or anything, more just uh, to have a good time. Lisa's going to be cooking a lot of delicious food. We're going to be doing some kayaking, canoeing, all that fun stuff. Um, and then the week between the two events, uh, Canvas, that co-working space that we were at, uh, we're going to be ha- we're going to have that space available for anyone who wants to work during all that right. week. Uh, so if anyone is thinking of coming uh, to WordCamp Orlando, check out cabin.press uh, is where you can find information about this event. Um, it's the first one. Hopefully it's not the only one. I have to see how we do on uh, ticket sales. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I'm sure it's going to be a success. You sold it to me. Uh, if I uh, could make it, I would have, I would be tempted. Actually, you have sold it. Uh, Kim. <laughs> Uh, how can people get to know more about you, Kim? You can find me on Twitter at Kim Schivler, or you can find me at whitegloveWebtraining.com. That's great. And if you want to know more about me, it's quite easy. Find me on Twitter at Jonathan Denwood. You can email me at Jonathan at WP-tonic.com. I do read my own email. I'll get back to you in the next couple of days. Love people to suggest guests, ideas for interviews, um, and if we say it every week, but it does really help the show, if you can give us a review on iTunes, that's really great. It's been a fascinating conversation. Word camps and meetups are the kind of building blocks of the WordPress community. And the organisers have slightly a flankless job doing it. I know the amount of work's involved because I've been involved in those myself. So i like to wish you, Lisa and David, Thanks for doing all the work you've done. It's great. And we'll be continuing the discussion, like I say, on bonus content for about 10 minutes, which you'll be able to see on the website and on the YouTube channel, which is growing almost every month, which is great news. We'll see you next Wednesday where we'll be interviewing a WordPress community member, a business owner in the WordPress space, or somebody who's a WordPress junkie. See you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.